I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, and I'm JT Timmons. Off in the ether. And yes, so, I am. Yes, um, and so welcome back, y'all. We are here for a interesting episode because today we are going to episode. Wow. I'm going to throw my boot at you. It's a little early for mocking. It was just so like, I don't know, it's kind of cute that I just had to mimic it because I'm a mimic. Because run you over like Ashley (laughs) Seagull squish mallow. (laughs) Anyways, um, I'm going to only talk like this now. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. Please don't. Uh, (laughs) Do you even hunt, bro? Do you even hunt? Um, What's up? Uh, My name's Brock. (laughs) (laughs) Totally Brock. Oh, 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 yeah. Ghosts. Ghosts. Anyways, welcome back, y'all. So we're going to be talking about uh, Waverly Hills. We're not doing the deep dive, though. No, so. we'll we'll definitely have uh, uh, leading up to our yes. investigation, and I suppose that's yes. segue into. We are going to Waverly Hills yes. on April twenty fourth. Confetti. Confetti. Joined again by the Ghost Brothers. Yes, joined again by the Ghost Brothers. Um, And we are going to be doing an overnight investigation. We had the whole property to ourselves. It's going to be a massive, massive property. A massive property. A whole hospital to ourselves. Yes. Um, Yeah, so that's super cool. Um, We are going to be going over just a glossing over Waverly Hills. I plan to read a couple books. Um, I plan to read one book that's by a local historian from Louisville um, that I found that's all about the history of the property. And then I'm planning to read a book that another person from Louisville wrote about the ghosts of Waverly Hills. And I want to compare and contrast those things. Um, Because when you go into a place like this, it's not like a house um, where you have your resident ghosts. And Mm -hmm. like, there is a lot of things going on. And I think Mm -hmm. to understand the spirits of a hospital or a asylum, a any kind of institution, you have to know what they went through yeah. to understand them. And so, and hospitals in general, uh, sanatoriums especially, uh, are a concentration of people suffering, uh, and that suffering is by it in itself a draw. Uh, it creates a, a, a vortex that uh, draws spirits to it because. You will not only be dealing with the people who suffered there, mm-hmm. but the things that are attracted to suffering, the things Ooh. that want to be close to the Ooh. suffering. And that's something that people kind of gloss over is this uh, a, a attempt to find the histories of these individuals, but the individuals are only a part of the story. It's a cycle of suffering and feeding off of the suffering. Mm. So a lot of times people will experience things that they can't completely uh, categorize because they are trying to frame it in that mm-hmm. notion of 
I know who died here. I know who suffered here. It's like, yeah, but you don't know what was pulled in to the, into the area by yeah. that suffering. Exactly. Yep. So, um, we're excited to go into this. Uh, we have a lot to compare now. Now that we've done one notorious uh, haunting, I think we have learned a lot from that overnight investigation. Um, we're going to be doing, uh, if God willing, and the creek don't rise, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, we're going to be doing a uh, all night in, uh, live stream again for the para junkies. They really enjoyed it. It was really fun to have them as well um, because they were able to note things that we weren't noting. Um, something that I think we should do a little bit differently at times is leaving the live stream in a room. Yes. Without yeah. us. Without us. Absolutely. Ooh, and even with a, like a spirit yeah. box running. Yes. So if we leave a spirit box and a camera live streaming mm -hmm. and then we leave, that puts you mm -hmm. in control of that particular investigation. You are now sitting in a room. Mm -hmm. You're now having that. And it leaves us free to go and do uh, structured uh, videoing of other parts of the yeah. uh, establishment with other cameras, with other equipment. So, um, yeah, I think that that is a, a, a great way to include people, mm -hmm. uh, give you an opportunity to do an investigation of your own mm -hmm. rather than, you know, having to be guided by us, you know, it, it corresponding. Exactly. That's super cool. And, um, yeah, so uh, as we did learn with uh, being at the Conjuring House, what we wanted to do sometimes didn't work out. Um, you know, like we wanted to, at times to be down in the basement live streaming and, or the cellar, excuse me, um, live streaming. The Wi-Fi just wasn't happening down there, no. you know? And so, well, the Wi-Fi wasn't happening anywhere around that house. We yeah. used, we used, thank the Lord, uh, you know, that Verizon came through yeah. right. and we had that 5G LTE. Right. But the moment we went in the basement, it yeah. was like a silo. It was, it was just 5G like, woo-woo. Instead, it was 5G uwu. You know how it oh, says yeah. 5G uwu. It was sometimes? SOS. Yeah, 5G uwu. Uwu. Yeah, it was uh, it was horrendous, and in the basement or the cellar, it's like one of the creepiest parts. I mean, yeah. it truly is so creepy, and I was so disappointed that I wasn't able to bring it's hard everyone to get down there. Down in a basement, and and there's probably some anticipation that this is a large stone structure this is yeah. a big thing that there are probably going to be dead zones within the building where you know signals may not come in and come out so we'll we'll locate the best place yeah. to set up the best place to broadcast from and then um we will also have have you know running down the halls with, personally with, with our yes. other equipment i think it'd be interesting to set up the live stream at one point in room 502, mm. which is yeah. a pretty haunted yes. room in the building. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and so. The 360. Mm -hmm. 360. Oh, oh, we're going to be 360. Speaking of 360, uh, the basement video, the we set up a 360-degree camera in the basement of the Conjuring House. And uh, you can go on our YouTube right now and you can watch that video and for 30 minutes be alone in the basement. Like we just left that 360 camera it's running. It's creepy. It's dummy creepy. Uh, so yeah, let us know what you hear. Let us know what you see. And there's more 360 coming and we're going to do a mess of 360 uh, at the uh at waverly hills like we have um we're actually debria and we we're bringing another camera person aaron mm -hmm. uh to this shindig and um 
and they're going to be filming while I'm like over doing uh, the live stream stuff in the 360 stuff. So we're just going to be killing it. Yeah. Left, right, front and center. Well, and something too is um, it, it was something we ran into in the Conjuring house. You don't realize how small that house is Holy until crap. you are in it. It is tiny. With eight people. With eight <laughs> yeah. people. It is tiny. And uh, yeah. You know, because at times, uh, of course, we were, you know, collaborating with the Ghost Brothers and things like that. But at times, everybody wanted to go and split and do their thing um, for because we were, of course, still filming content for each of our own platforms. And so that house is not subtle. I can't even no. express to y'all how unsubtle that house is. Um, subtle. Um, it is so crickety and every time you're like is that a footstep it's the ghost brothers because or it's us you right. know um, we're just moving around uh yeah if you move at one end of the house you hear it on the other end yeah of the house. exactly seriously and so i think we ran into some issues at times because of that where uh, when you're investigating there is a degree of focus that you want to have um and have your perception open uh, because you're listening for things, you're trying to note things that seem abnormal in your uh, general vicinity. And so when you have crickety floorboards above you, it can be a little bit uh, distracting, if you will. And so it'll be interesting now having this much room. Yeah, we because, have a lot of space oh, to cover. Yeah. Because we could be literally on opposite ends of the building and you won't even know each other. Uh, but then when we come together, it could be very interesting as well. So um, there's a lot of room to cover. Yeah. It's gonna be a really interesting collaboration in that way. I think um, we'll all be able to uh, be a little bit more perceptive uh, than we were in the other investigation. Um, yeah, we're going to be going to places like parts of the building like alone. Yeah. 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 We're going to be grave encounterings. It's Yeah. Grave encounters. Get- well, I was just For about to. you have not seen the movie Graves and Enca- Grave Encounters, it is about people who are trapped in a haunted hospital. So by all means, yeah. watch that and watch then, it. and then you'll you'll fear for us. Uh-huh. I feel like uh-huh. they took ZB. Y- y'all know who ZB is. Old ZB um and his Oh, and his um, Waverly Hills. Spe- spe- yeah, specifically his style. Yeah, yes. exactly. I think they were basing it off. It was of ahead of his time too, when you think about oh, it. Oh yeah, you know, it, it was, really it was, was. It was really well done. Yeah. So uh, with that though, we're gonna go ahead and dive on into Waverly Hills. Oh yeah. Um. So starting it off, Waverly Hills Sanatorium is located in Louisville, Kentucky. It has a rich and complex history, primarily known for its role as a tuberculosis hospital. Mm. So uh, in the early uh, early twentieth century, it was established. Uh, the sanatorium was opened in 1910 to accommodate the growing number of tuberculosis patients in the area. At that time, tuberculosis was a serious public health threat, and facilities like Waverly Hills were crucial in isolating patients and providing them with care. They called it the White Plague. Ugh. The White Plague. It's a really awful It's a uh, horrible, disease. horrible mm-hmm. disease. And it, it shapes, tuberculosis actually shaped much of our culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost the entirety of our uh, aesthetic <laughs> culture mm-hmm. has a lot to do with tuberculosis. So there you go. Um, 
Due to the tuberculosis epidemic, the facility quickly became overcrowded um, and larger, a larger hospital was built in 1926. This new structure designed in the Gothic style could ac uh, accommodate over 400 patients. It was considered one of the most modern and well-equipped facilities for treating tuberculosis. Hmm. So though it is derelict-ish now um, and very uh, scary looking, just imagine back in 1920, uh, what it what was, what did they say? 1926. This was like a bougie hospital. Oh, yeah. And hmm. so um, people were like, imagine if you have like a really serious medical illness and you go to like a specialty hospital. That's the equivalent of what this would have been. Okay. Yeah, it's built to be very beautiful. I mm -hmm. mean, the architecture is very rich, very gothic. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, most institutions do not waste their time on aesthetics. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this this place obviously had a lot of funding and a lot of interest. Well, and there was still a degree of care for the patient experience too. Sure. Um, because I remember watching, I think it actually was Ghost Adventures. Um, they were showing they had sleeping porches. Yes. Um, yes. If you've ever been, yeah, that yeah. was Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Um, if you've ever been to Savannah, Charleston, or even New Orleans, they have them too. Uh, sleeping porches were very common in the South, especially because in the summers, if you've ever been to the South, it's hot. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. um, there was no AC back in that time, and you don't want to be in a stuffy room. Um, and so what they do is they build these porches, and usually they had some kind of netting or things like that to keep the bugs out, um, and you'd sleep out on the porch. And so what they had were these sleeping porches where they could wheel the patient's beds out onto the porch at night so they could get the cool summer air. Hmm. Um, so to me, that's a degree of care um, oh, yeah. that not all hospitals at the time would have had. No, there were, yeah, it, it definitely kind of lived in what we would, we would think of as like a, um, a spa aspect mm -hmm. to it you know the uh, retreat you know where you're being cared for exactly because yeah. they were they were thinking that they could uh you know curb it through healthy living good diet you know things of that nature there are all kinds of uh, tuberculosis was a challenge mm -hmm. so <laughs> doctors were like i know what to do uh, uh famously uh doc holiday mm -hmm. uh suffered from tuberculosis and uh and he was a georgian and they were like get out of the Humidity, you need to go to dry air. That's how he ended up in Tombstone, you know, because it's dry air. It's, yeah. you know, get to dry air. That'll help your, your tuberculosis. So they were trying all sorts of things. That actually, it's me into. When you pull up photos of it on Google, it's a sexy hospital. It's a sexy yeah, hospital? Yeah, it looks, it looks really cool. Mm, you know, those sexy tuberculosis hospitals. Yeah. Well, even that. It's the sexiest. Comes yeah. to... Uh, Two, two hauntings. Uh, I think we've we've uh, mentioned it uh, before, but some places ghosts are just like, yeah, I want to be there. Yeah, I mean, yeah this, right. This, this place. That's so, hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was one I, of the I main like reasons it. why we were like at 140 para junkies. Which uh, we when we got to 140, it was like this is the this is the spot. This is the yeah. Do you, you yeah. remember who brought it up? Was it was it I think Alex? It was you? Uh uh. Mm. I know oh. who it was. I didn't know what it was. I don't. I have no idea. I think it was. I think it might have been Alex Machado. I, I could be wrong about right. that. I think but it, it I, was I, in a in, in an it, interaction. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was when we were live streaming for Paradise. Sure. Yeah. Um. Well. So, uh, one thing though that was a little bit um, 
unethical, if you will, was uh, <laughs> patients at Waverly Hills underwent various treatments, and some of which were experimental and harsh by today's standards. Not uncommon for the time. Oh, sure. They were trying to cut out pieces of your lung that they yes. thought you know they could isolate the, the damage. Mm-hmm. So there's surgery, terrible surgeries, terrible uh, uh, isolation treatments. Yep. Uh, yeah. The focus was on fresh air, like Chris was saying, mm-hmm. rest, and nutritious food. Uh, but treatments also included surgeries and other procedures that were believed to help lungs heal from tuberculosis damage. Um, now, okay. Um, after the development of effective antibiotic treatments for tuberculosis in the 1940s and 1950s, the need for sanatoriums declined. Waverly Hills was closed as a tuberculosis hospital and was repurposed first as a geriatric facility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the building served as a geriatric hospital until the 1980s, but was eventually closed due to patient neglect and reports of inhumane conditions. Wow. Yes. So after its closure, the building fell into disrepair and became the subject of vandalism and local legends. It gained a reputation as one of the most haunted places in the U.S. with numerous ghost stories and paranormal claims associated with its history as a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, Waverly Hills is a popular site for paranormal enthusiasts, and is, it is open for tours, including historical tours. Thanks and- to Tina. Yes, thanks to Tina and Ghost Hunts. Uh, It has been featured in various paranormal investigation television shows and retains a significant cultural presence as a historical and supposedly haunted location. So um, the Waverly Hills does have a very, uh, as you know, infamous haunted reputation. Uh, So here are a couple of the claims uh, for it. Okay. So first off, the death tunnel or body shoot. Yay! That's the that's what I'm most excited for. I, I want to just be alone in the body shoot. Okay. You got it. You got it. We can make that happen <laughs> yeah, for you. That's that's no problem. Mm-hmm. So this tunnel, which was originally used to transport supplies and later to discreetly remove deceased patients from the hospital, is said to be haunted. Visitors and paranormal investigators have reported unexplained shadows, voices, and eerie feelings in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, room five hundred two. Uh, this room is perhaps the most infamous spot in Waverly Hills. Uh, legend has it that a nurse committed suicide in this room in the 1920s. And another nurse who worked in the same room reportedly jumped from the window a few years Whoa. later. Reportedly, a ghost, uh, reports of ghostly figures, strange sounds, and heavy atmosphere are common in this room. All right. And again, y'all, mm-hmm. just if uh, if they just started joining in, um, this is just a brief overview. We're going to be doing a deep yeah, we'll dive. Yes. Yes. I'm literally skimming the very yeah, we're surface it. of we're, it. We're just talking about it. Yes. Right now. Um, the next one is the ghost of Timmy. Yeah. Um, so a young boy named Timmy, believed to be a former patient, is said to haunt the hospital. Uh, people claim to interact with his spirit through a ball. Yep. So we'll have to bring some balls for Timmy. We should try the balloon thing. I agree. I agree. Um, If you don't know what Chris is referring to, uh, we learned from our friends at the uh, Paranormal Society of Savannah. They um, did a technique where they brought a balloon uh, to an investigation where basically they used it as a tool of um, moving for spirits. So uh, they would ask spirits to move the balloon or touch the balloon or pop it, whatever, you know. And so, uh, which makes a lot of sense because it's so light, yes. but it's also recognizable for a lot of different spirits. Right. It, it's basically a ball. 
Exactly. And, you know, balloons have been around forever. Exactly. Um, but it's something very easy to manipulate and to move. I mean, probably more sensitive than a cat ball. Yeah. You know, certainly. And so, and less, um, less jarring as a cat ball. Because could you imagine if you are from a time period where electricity didn't exist (laughs) and there's this thing that's brightly exploding in front of you and you're like, oh my God. I broke it. I broke it. (laughs) It's going to explode. And so, um, so yeah, I could see why cat balls could be a little charring. Uh, But yeah, so I agree. I think we should attempt the balloon method, um, especially with Timmy. So um he uh, apparently plays with balls often, um, and they will move on their own. And some have reported seeing an, the apparition of a young boy running in the halls. Yes. Um, so shadow figures and apparitions are very common. Many visitors have reported seeing uh, shadow fi- shadowy figures and apparitions throughout the building, particularly in the hallways and on the fourth floor. Mm. These sightings are often accompanied by unexplained noises, cold spots, and general feeling of unease. The fifth floor, uh, the entire fifth floor is uh, pretty active, supposedly. Mm. Uh, particularly room 502, as we, I had mentioned, is a hotbed of paranormal activity. This floor housed mentally ill patients and those of extreme Ooh. cases of tuberculosis. Uh, reports include ghostly figures, screams, and sudden temperature this drops. Is, this is a scary place. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's interesting because there's such a variety of experiences, uh, uh, different areas, different locations. Um, and I have to imagine that there is a friction mm-hmm. at this place from the, the from the different types of paranormal activity mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that that will allow for a wider breadth of experience. Exactly. Um, there's also auditory phenomena. So unexplained sounds such as coughs, footsteps, and whispers are frequently reported by visitors. I know we're going to hear a cough. No, oh, I yeah. know we're going to hear We're going to hear a cough. We're all going to freak we're gonna out. Be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They cough in. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, some have heard big echoing slams that resemble the sound of the old sanatorium's heavy doors closing as well. You know the meme where the where the guy where the the guy's like he's a horrible rapper and he's like I did that and then his crew just like absolutely loses yeah, right. it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's going to be us that's when us. we hear a cough. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. That sounds about right. The ghost is just gonna be like, <laughs> like you know, arms crossed, like yeah, exactly. I did that. Um, so the other thing is physical sensations. So people have also reported physical sensations, such as being touched, pushed, or feeling sudden temperature changes, which are associated with paranormal activity. Hmm. Um, so we need to be bringing a rim. Yeah, we'll yeah. have our rim pod. We'll we'll bring all the we didn't all even the gear. Break out the rim pod, do we? At, at the Conjuring, so to, much was happening at the Conjuring yeah. house, There's, and everything we, we was so had a whole small. Case of equipment, and it was like, uh, grab that, run. Yeah, <laughs> right. it felt so like like cr- nothing against the house or anything, but it felt just so cramped in there and hard to focus on things. But I feel like we're gonna really get to spread our legs, yeah. like and arms and just appendages in general, uh, like here, and it's gonna just our feel tails. so much more like. Huh. Yeah. Okay, let's get to it. Let's do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, too, there's more room to try things because we don't know what we're going to encounter to a degree. Yeah. Uh, Because it sounds like they have resident spirits, but a lot of it sounds like they are, to a degree, faceless spirits. Sure. 
mm-hmm. nameless spirits. With the Conjuring House, we had kind of a set idea of who we might encounter. And so we kind of went in with a mindset of like, this would be what works best yeah, yeah. for those spirits. Yeah, absolutely. This, there's a lot more room for experimentation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not in, not to say we're experimenting with crazy things, but no. it's like, um, you can play around a little but bit But you can more. attempt, yeah, different yeah. types of contact and t- because, yeah, when, when you're dealing with spirits that can be from childhood to old age, there's a, a, a myriad of different cues that you can use. You mm-hmm. get a myriad of different um, a, attempts you can make to connect and contact. You know, you can play old music, big band music. Mm-hmm. You can have toys uh, present. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it should be very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. It might also be worth it, even though I find it very creepy, to maybe borrow the Paranormal Society's Boo Bear. Oh, yeah. I, I find the Boo Bear so freaky. I not like the Boo Bear. <laughs> but, I, but here's the thing, though. No, you're right. That's a good idea. A yeah. child spirit does tend to react well to the Boo Bear. Absolutely. It's, you no, know, no, no, no. I, I understand it. I just don't like and it. They're just <laughs> creepy. <laughs> That's the problem with them. Because they're like, hello. Yeah, they put these creepy voices in them. Yeah, have you encountered Play a boo bear yet? Me. I have. Just I haven't, me. but I think that I think Something's that it's near me. It's like something's got <laughs> me. I, I'm, I'm, my enc- I'm encountering me. one right now. Yes, <laughs> a life-size boo bear. It's like <laughs> 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 is that Megan probably calls you her the, boo bear. Yeah, boo bear. <laughs> I'm the big boo bear. I'm the boo bear. Hey boo boo. But it's true though. They're freaky um, because they they say these things and it's like the teddy bear should not ever say these things. I don't like that this teddy yeah. bear says these things. But child spirits, you have to play for what they would find comforting mm-hmm. or approachable. Um, and, you know, uh, it sounds like these spirits, at least from the glossing of understanding, it sounds like these spirits are very physical forward and less yes. verbal forward, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I I will say that I um, have learned from The Conjuring House that there is a difference between courage and brazenness. <laughs> and uh, It's true. Yes. <laughs> what a fact. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, Chris and I, I've never been frightened of, of anything paranormal, really. And when Chris and I went out to the barn, and if you, you know, y- y'all have probably already listened to that episode about us going out to the barn, so I won't go too do- deep into it. But, we, but you know, I, I get all lit about doing something and then I go out to the barn and with Chris and you know I got my I got my life-size boo bear next to me I'm like all right we good <laughs> and all of a sudden we hear those drums and, uh, and your tail I stuck between my your tail went right What's between the, the-, the chill. It was such a, it was, a, yes. a distinct chill down the spine I, that, that yes. more than the sound was the sensation. There's a sensation yeah. the hackles, yeah. you know, because yes. it was it, it was not like a scary sound as much as it was like it was almost like a puzzle piece being yes. pushed into place in your mind yes. that you're going to die. You know, yes. <laughs> that, that was the sensation. It was yeah. like, oh, by the way. That was the sound of something that wants to hurt you, or, or yeah. you know, it, because there was menace to it all. Um, but it was—it's very—it's it, not scary in itself, 
But you have to take in, and that's what I always say. It, it's about the experience. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, a, a paranormal investigation, a ghost hunt, if you will, um, is more about being in the space than it is like what you can catch on camera, what you can catch anywhere else. Because having listened back yeah. to it, it's like, yeah, you hear it. It's very clear. But so clear. that sensation mm-hmm. isn't there. Because the sensation was we're not alone. Yes. The sensation was there's something right here, like right mm-hmm. almost within arm's reach of us. It was like going into a house, going into your house and thinking there is a small chance, very micro chance that there might be someone else in this house who's not supposed to be mm-hmm. here. And then like feeling the sensation of hearing something in the room that is definitely something in the house that's not right. supposed to be there. Or just that seeing was, somebody yes, dip into a just room. Just dip into a room. And you're like... It, that's it. Yeah. That's the... where Chris and I... You hear us yeah. on, in the video just freak out. We freak out because we lose it. We're like, we got to go back inside. This is horrible. This is a horrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, it was just it was just insane. Yeah, JT got his first hit yeah, you know, it's, right. Uh, it's... And 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 then later that same night, uh, and I feel very um, confident in saying JT was the focus point of of haunted activity that night. He 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 got the brunt of it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was crazy. Because he's a married man, and he's a married man in a house. Married man. Married man. Well, act mm-hmm. loves married mm-hmm. men. Oh, hates well, married women. Hates married men. Yeah. 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 And um, wants married men. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just over here freezing the whole time. That's right. You were so cold. I was so cold. And I'm normally cold. Like, I am usually a hot-blooded individual. Like, cold (laughs) is, like, my jam because I am so warm all the time. I was literally, like, and I got... Super weirdly lightheaded and fell into a door. You did fall into a door. Almost we were very like within the first ten minutes of being in now. The, she was bent. She was bent down. So yeah. I thought that there might be like a leg lock thing or or something like that. It was not. But it was. Yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. It was. It was crazy. Um, but going to Waverly with that, I just know myself, and I'm no. I'm gonna do that same stupid stuff and just like jump right into the body shoot. Sure. And. You got ghost uh, hair in your veins now yeah but i just am like oh lord so what's gonna happen well you never know i got the pair junkies with me well yeah and my boo bear and your boo bear (laughs) jt needs a a emotional support boo bear at all times i wish well i wish one day we could um bring our animals on investigations oh yeah these places because i'd be some places that are pet friendly yeah because mm-hmm. it's like i want to at some point take argyle our silky terrier because she is so perceptive yeah she is i want to take her to places and see how she reacts oh to yeah things. she she'll she'll see something and immediately just go off on it and we don't see it because she's like, very protective yes, and yes. so extremely protective th- which could be a drawback yeah because because animals can fend off and yeah. scare right. away the very thing you're looking to capture. Or, yeah. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it, there is a double edged sword to it. Yes. You know, bring your dog, especially for protections from spiritual entities, but know that the spiritual entities may stay away sure. yeah. if your dog is, is, is being particularly forceful and protective. She's 12 pounds of fury. So, <laughs> 12 pounds of fury. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so, and I'll be like, Tartan, stop pooping in room 502. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's true. Tartan's not very perceptive to things. He just backs Argyle up a lot of times. Oh, sure. And so, like, Argyle will be like, there's something over there. I have to kill it. And he's like, oh, we got to kill it. <laughs> I'll kill it, too. He goes, oh, yeah. And so, it's, yeah. you know, he wouldn't be very um, helpful in these situations. But Argyle, though, like if you uh, are a pair junkie, when JT and I went to the Devil's Tramping Grounds yes. or whatever, we used Argyle to test <laughs> <laughs> that theory that animals won't cross through the plot. Mm-hmm. She ran right through that. Yeah, thing. she was like, mm, no devil's going to tramp on me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> She's Australian. She's Australian. That's what we, I mean. That's the there reason she's an Australian ter- uh, silky terrier. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, what are what are y'all's um, f- like? What are you looking forward to the most? Like mine's a body shoot, definitely. But what are y'all looking forward to the most? I also like. I look forward to being in the middle of the hospital and seeing that we still have service for the live stream. That's another thing I really look. <laughs> well, sure you know, any lore that kind of surrounds the idea of. Um, somebody taking their own life and then in that same room, someone else having the same notion to take their own life. Yeah. You know, that quite compelling that that creates a compelling narrative of that space. Yeah. You know, what, what do we have in this space that, that could, cause even, you know, uh, cause I think that it is one of those, how, how, how well documented is this, you know, is this a question of, what what people believe happened it, it, is it historically accurate you know how how much of that can we mm-hmm. stand on but more than anything it's the story people tell mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's the story that people focus on that space so that space has within it uh, a self-destructive energy yes right. so i'd be interested to see what kinds of evidence or what kinds of sensations you can pull from that room now this gets like uh, what i'm going to say next gets borderline trigger warning uh, but you know I wonder if certain people with, uh, I guess, depression or something, could the room be dark, that energy be so dark that it actually makes the depression uh, worse or come to a head? That was actually exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, um, Because you see that with places, it happens at the Sorrel Weed House. Sure. Um, if you go into uh, the carriage house where Molly was hanged, even though mm-hmm. I, there's no, uh, obviously, any connection to Molly having depression or any documentations of that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that room in particular affects people who have depression predominantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Interesting. it's very... And there are locations all around the Suicide Forest. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. that weird bridge where dogs jump off of. Um, yeah. There are all those things that are like, there's something that can uh, trigger your your darker it, it, uh, intentions or inclinations, certainly. So yeah, that's that's one of those things that you, you really want to get in there, you know, maybe do an Estes, uh, but certainly, you know, get a chance to experience the room for its sensation. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's what I would say is my thing I'm the most curious about is the fifth floor in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I know everybody, like, when you see them talk about Waverly Hills on shows and stuff, they're always like, the body shoot. But think about it. That was a transport tunnel. Yeah. The people mm-hmm. are already dead. That's yeah. not where they died. Yeah. Go to the rooms you know? where they died. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the rooms where they suffered. That's just the dark tourism part of oh, me. Yeah, I no, just want to cool. see where it all happened. Like, yeah. I want to feel that, you know, just like, 
I don't know. I just want to. I want to walk down like I'm. I'm a. I'm a person well, taking a body. Sure. There's uh, nothing wrong with that. I but. mentioned before that I have my theories of of basements and attics. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes. so you know the cellar is full of spirits that can't leave the area, but uh, and know they're dead. Mm-hmm. You know uh, that creates a concept of these spirits that are looking for release mm-hmm. um and their and their and their specific desperation is to is to leave this plane yes and so um and you know as dark theories go um there is a a, a consensus belief that when a person dies a passage opens between this realm and the next realm. Mm. so you go down into a basement full of spirits that want to get to the next realm the easiest door that they can get to is to kill you and travel through mm-hmm. the opening when your soul leaves this plane. Well, hot damn. Hot damn. You know, and so, um, but yeah, it's interesting, um, you know, because people love, you know, the the morgue tunnels in Savannah. They mm-hmm. love any kind of morgue tunnel because it is fascinating, but there's no indication that they use it as a mass grave. There's no indication of anything like that because that's when I would start looking at that as a place of significant interest. Yeah. Um, I would look at the room where, because I know they had to have a morgue room of some sort mm-hmm. to hold the bodies before they took them down through the chute. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that it there is one. It only has three trays or something yes. like that. Yeah. Um, and so, but even a morgue is just the repository of the dead body. Mm-hmm. You know, that means that somewhere on the grounds, people passed away at a, a very specific location. Um, and in many of these cases, they were suffering all mm-hmm. the way up to their yes, death, yes. which means that the encroaching death was full of panic, fear, tragedy, sorrow. You know, there's so much going on. Um, when you're dying of a lingering and 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 painful disease, you know it's uh, tuberculosis is constricting your lungs, mm-hmm. literally squeezing the life out of you, and that notion of of dying in that manner, uh, that's a lot of awareness yeah. of death coming, and preoccupation with death is definitely a a, a condition for haunting. Mm-hmm. If you go to a place where people are preoccupied with their own deaths, where they're where they're dreading and fearing and having all these sensations surrounding their own death, uh, which is why hospitals are generally haunted, mm. is because it is a place where people go and there is already this deep sensation of of panic and fear because you're in a hospital, and especially yeah. if you're you're chronically ill, a hospital is is oftentimes the last place you'll ever be. Now, didn't Patrick go? Yes. Okay. We, we should have him on. We should Patrick. have him on for. Mm-hmm. So I asked. I asked uh, Miss Tina, who's the owner, uh, to. I, I literally asked her like an hour ago. So and she has yet to text me back yet. Um, but uh, I asked her to be on one of the episodes. So we'll see if uh, yeah, if she's cool with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, maybe Patrick on another one, and sure. that that'll be our two parter. Yeah. Because that'd be kind of dope, right? That would be. Yeah. Dope. We want to get people well, who have who have had the experience there, and certainly the person who, who runs it would know mm-hmm. all kinds of. You know, She's super sweet, so yeah. I think I, I think you know as long as she's cool with you know being on on the camera. And um, something else that I last last theory I have, um, so something you'll probably note if you go into popular paranormal spots is there's always these places where like this is the hot spot of all yeah. the activity. 
But you got to think about it. With a property this big, sure, we can all say, like, oh, go to 502. But think about all the spirits that are probably going to 502 to be like, well, that's where everybody that's goes. That's where everybody goes, yeah. But think about the spirits that choose not to do that and are Ooh. starved of attention. That's true. So, true. yeah, the, the entire be, building is probably riddled with spirits. Right. Absolutely. It might be interesting to pick a random room. Yeah. You know? Oh, I th- we're definitely going to do that. Yeah. That's a great idea. Pick a random room and see what is to be seen there because you never know what spirit's like, oh, somebody actually wants to talk to me because everybody right. just goes to the to the body shooter. Yeah, they, to the famous rooms. Yeah, yeah, to the famous rooms where all the other like. There's a lot of rooms to explore. Yeah. There's a lot so of that's rooms a, to honestly, explore. I think that's and a great idea. Itself. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can ask to see what, like which room maybe. I don't know, sure. in some way. Sure. You know? uh, I'm sure there's uh, logs and, and yeah. things of, of people's experiences at uh, Waverly Hills. As we, as we get closer, we can mm-hmm. start looking Don't, at I'm other people's famous uh, um, endeavors there. I'm going to ask the ghost. Ask the ghost. Yeah. Ask the ghost. What room to go to. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you're excited for Waverly Hills. It's going to be a really cool experience, and we're excited to go out there. Um, We're excited to continue doing these investigations throughout the year. Um, We're hoping to do them quarterly. Uh, We'll see Mm -hmm. what we choose to do after that. But um, I think the pair junkies are going to choose. Yeah. We're going to give them three locations. They they have a ball, and we'll do a poll on Patreon. Oh yeah, well, is- uh, I, I personally I'm feeling uh, camping at the Bridgewater Triangle in fall. Oh, Ooh, Bridgewater Triangle, absolutely! That'd be I think that'd be that would be super dope. If yeah. Well, and we could probably swing a private tour of the Warrens Museum. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that it's oh, yeah. close to the public now. Cl- but okay. um, but the 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 people who who run it. Um, they they go to conventions. Yeah. They do you know? Yeah. They they're now Annabelle goes on tour. They'll take Annabelle. You to, know when Annabelle to, goes on tour, to Paracons all over the place. So I would be interested in. Um, I feel like that'd be dangerous. In that, it is moving it that is. moving yeah. that doll around. It's not she a great sh- idea. She should. It's like it's like the truck hits a tree or something. It's like well, well you, you assume the risk. When positively, you take- do not open my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> oh, com- oh, oh, comma, my butt. Yes, thank <laughs> That's you. what I mean. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> don't open my butt either. Though. Yeah, but as long as we're at it. <laughs> Annabelle, don't. <laughs> He's like, I'm not consenting. That wasn't even a, a part of the offer, but all right. For clarification's sake. Oh, this podcast is insane, y'all. I have Anyways. fun making it. Okay, well, we're. Okay, well, on that note, we're going to sign off, but um, yes. Hopefully you guys enjoy the uh, content that is to come. And uh, with that, though, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.